0: The following is a sermon that was preached at Good News Lutheran Church in Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. It was preached on Sunday, August 6, 2023, on the basis of Matthew 13, verses 44-52. through 52. For more information or to view our entire sermon library, visit goodnewslc.org. Thank you for listening. In case you didn't know, I love sleeping in a tent in the middle of nowhere trudging through the rain and mud, carrying 50 pounds on my back. I love getting lost, eating prepackaged tuna and finding spiders in my backpack. I love to backpack. I will spend days researching the perfect place to go, drive 20-plus hours and spend hundreds of dollars just so that I can camp in the middle of nowhere, 20 miles from the closest road, enjoying God's creation with friends and family. But give me everything that I need in order to make a five-star meal for myself. Even prepare it all for me and tell me all I need to do is stick it in the oven or turn on the grill, and I'll probably tell you that's too much work. I'll probably end up just going to Quick Trip and putting the meal in my freezer until my mom or my aunt can come and make it for me. Now I'm guessing that what's high on my priority list for some of you might be at the bottom of yours. And some of the things that are high on your priority list might be at the bottom of mine. And that's okay. We're all different people with many different interests. But we all value the things that bring us joy. We all value the things that mean a lot to us. Our family, our friends, our jobs, our hobbies, our music. We do what we can. We work hard and sacrifice a lot in order to receive this joy. We do them because they mean so much to us. You can tell how much somebody cares about something based on where it falls on their priority list, how much they work for it, how much they're willing to sacrifice in order to receive the joy that that priority brings them. For me, something that's high on my priority list is backpacking. For you, it might be something else. But for Jesus, when we look at all that he has done and continues to do it's clear that his highest priority is us. When we look at the things we work hard for, the things that we sacrifice, when we look at our priority list, where does Jesus fall for us? I think we'd all like to say that Jesus is our number one priority, but does it show in the work that we do and the sacrifices we make? As we look at Jesus' parables this morning, we can be thankful that for how often we don't have our priorities straight, that because of the kingdom, what the kingdom of heaven is, because of the, what the gospel does, because of what Jesus did to prioritize us, we can be thankful that we have a treasure in the gospel that is, brings us far more joy than any other priority we might have ever could. We can be thankful that the, tre- the treasure that we stumble upon, while it is free, It is a treasure worth working for. I'm sure that the characters in Jesus' parables today felt a lot of joy in what they had found. The treasure the man found in the field brought him enough joy and meant enough to him that he was willing to reprioritize reprioritize his life, selling everything he had in order to obtain it. The pearl that the merchant found meant enough to him and brought him enough joy that he was willing to reprioritize his business, selling everything that he had in order to buy it. These things completely changed the character's lives. They recognized the value that they had, and they were willing to sacrifice whatever it took in order to gain them. Without a second thought. Now, if they had just ignored what they had found or passed up on the pearl or treasure that they came across, I'm sure all their friends would have been quick to tell them the action they should have taken. And they probably would have spent the rest of their lives wondering what could have been. But the action they took was smart. It was simple. It was a guaranteed gamble. And yet, it's an action that we continually fail to take. Something that me and my friends like to do every now and then is play poker. Nothing serious, but once every couple weeks we'll get together and we'll play with a $20 buy-in. I can tell you right now, if I knew that I was going to win every hand, we'd be playing a lot more than once every couple weeks, and I would be going all in with every hand. Because at that point, it's no longer a gamble. It's guaranteed money. It's the smart thing to do. If something's guaranteed in our life, we'd be foolish not to. To do it. Unfortunately, almost nothing in life works this way. You've maybe heard the phrase, in life, nothing is guaranteed. But what if it was? I'm sure that we'd all be willing to sacrifice just about anything for an infinite amount of wealth, a life where everything went according to plan, where we and our loved ones lived perfectly forever, because those things are far more than any treasure or any pearl that we could ever find. And it's exactly what Jesus gives to us. What Jesus is telling us in these parables today is that what he offers us is a guarantee. It's worth going all in for. It's an investment with an infinite return. He's letting us know that he is worth more than we could ever sacrifice. And yet, how often are we not willing to sacrifice anything at all? When it comes to church, our devotional lives, Bible studies, our faith life, are we willing to make those things the highest priority by going all in? Or do we just fold our cards until the next hand, until the next Sunday or devotion comes up? Are we willing to sacrifice anything for the gospel or is a sporting event, a work shift, or a fun Saturday night enough for us to say, you know, that's, that's too much work? We prioritize the things that bring us joy. We prioritize the things that mean a lot to us, give us a lot of value. And yet what brings us a joy beyond compare and what makes us valuable is sometimes our last priority. Sometimes it barely even makes the list. But that's also what makes the gospel so valuable. Because in the gospel, we hear about how Jesus prioritized us. Even when we were dead in our sins, even when we despised God with our whole being, even when he made Jesus our last priority, he made us His first. This is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as the atoning sacrifice for our sins. If our priorities are shown through what we work for and what we sacrifice for, Jesus showed that we are His number one priority by living a perfect life and sacrificing His very life for our sins. For us. In those first two parables, Jesus makes it clear just how valuable the gospel is. He says it's like a treasure or pearl, except it's even more. Something that we should be willing to do anything for because of what we receive from it. Really, that would only be looking at half of the reading. In the next half, Jesus says, first he says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, like a merchant looking for pearls, and like a dragnet that was let down into a lake and caught all kinds of fish. The kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet. The gospel is cast out that is cast out into the world. I don't know how many fishermen we have here today. I'm just getting into it. But something that I've noticed that helps is wearing polarized sunglasses, using my rod and my reel, maybe a certain type of bait to catch certain types of fish. I like to be selective, maybe avoid the little ones and hopefully catch a bigger one. And that's how fishermen today work. They want the big catch. They might avoid the little ones. But Jesus doesn't compare the gospel to a rod and reel. He doesn't say that the gospel is selective in any way. He compares it to a dragnet. A net that is thrown out and catches catches any fish that falls in its path. In that truth, in that comparison, we really see two truths. One, we as the fish don't don't do anything. The gospel falls on us, and it's free. It happens to us. We hear about it. And two, that the gospel is not selective. It's not like a rod and reel where you try to avoid certain fish. But when we look at the net and what it is, the gospel, it shows that Jesus died not just for you and me. He died for the entire world. He was not selective in saying, you know, I want that one and that one, but uh, I don't want him. No, he died for everyone. When we look at the gospel and what it is, the word and sacraments that are cast into the world, we see that this treasure that we sometimes see as too much work is meant for everybody. And that it's really no work at all. But it's because of that guarantee that the gospel gives us that it's worth working Four. The Kingdom of Heaven guarantees us an abundance of spiritual wealth, true life, and an eternal joy. But because it's guaranteed, we can go all in right now. Already now, we are guaranteed spiritual wealth, true life, and eternal joy. I mean, what would you do if you had a friend and you knew their money would never run out no matter how much they spent? Infinite money. What would you expect from them? Would you expect them to buy you a fancy yacht, pay off your mortgage, establish a trust fund for you and your family? If you knew their money would never run out, then I'm sure we would all expect that from them. I know I would. Jesus closes out his string of parables today by telling us that there are people that he has given that spiritual wealth to. Yes, he's given it to all of us, but he's called people to distribute that wealth to us. He calls those people pastors, teachers, parents, but I'd especially say the people that dive into the word, deliver it to you in an applicable way, let you know that your sins are forgiven and everything that God tells us in his word and the treasures old and new and deliver you the sacraments Jesus compares those people to an owner of a house an owner of a house who has an abundance of treasures old and new and he brings them out of the storeroom those treasures are the word and the sacraments and he calls pastors he calls people to give them to us to share that wealth abundantly that's exactly what I've had the privilege to do throughout this whole year. And as I have, I've seen the value that the gospel has. The value of what Christ has done for the world, the people that he prioritizes. I've seen that it has a value beyond compare. And I've especially seen it among the people here seeing it in the kindness in your words, the care in your actions. I see it right now as you all fill the pews. And looking at it, seeing the effect that the gospel has on your lives, it just makes it all the more clear that the gospel, the treasure that we have, is truly valuable beyond comprehension. It shows how much God loves you and it's shown me how much God loves me too. I pray that by being here and receiving God's grace, by being encouraged by one another and hearing about how much God treasures you, that you see the gospel truly is a treasure that is more valuable than anything else. We could ever comprehend. It's a treasure that is, yes, free of charge. But when we look at its value, we see that it's a treasure worth doing anything for. It's the treasure that we stumble upon by good fortune like the man in the field. It's the peace that we search to find like the merchant looking for pearls. It's the gospel that's cast out to all of us like a net cast into the sea. It's the wealth that we have in the word and sacraments. And when we understand these things, the value that the gospel has and the value that it gives to us, we push all our chips on the table. We go all in. Because what the gospel offers us is a guarantee. A guarantee of the kingdom of heaven a guarantee that we hear about in the gospel. So maybe you don't prioritize trudging through the mud, sleeping in the middle of nowhere, eating prepackaged tuna like I do, and maybe I don't prioritize all the things that you do. But because Jesus prioritized us, even after all the times that we didn't prioritize him, we see that the treasure that we have is worth doing anything for, worth hearing whenever we can. And while that treasure is free of charge, it's that treasure that we receive because Christ lived for and sacrificed himself freely for us. Amen.